Good morning, and peace be with you. I'm going to direct you to the bulletin in the top uh, missions. We continue this month with our support of Alice Gallagher. I actually was able to chat with Alice and Chris um, this week. Uh, there was a question uh, from somebody in the congregant. It's a good question, as they uh, always are, and that is, how much does a seizure dog cost? And so um, I actually contacted the group that is, uh, it's called uh, Little Angels, and uh, a lady gave me a call back and answered my questions. These dogs are you sitting? Yep, you're sitting down. These dogs are $54,000. And because I, I, I prefaced, I said, well, we do, you know, some support of our local uh, police department, and the canine dogs are $12,000. I said, I, I can't imagine that the seizure dog would be a whole lot more. And she goes, well, actually, it is a whole lot more. And so that was kind of deflating. And so she says, but what we do is they do have sponsors, and, and some of the companies, um, you know, that uh, are working on neurological drugs and, and things like that throw in some money there. But they've got some very generous, uh, anonymous uh, givers. And so what they try to do is get that person up in fundraising to around $38,000. So um, I had put a call into them, and, and Alice is really struggling. You know, these seizures are coming uh, fairly often to the point where she's no longer teaching music down at San Diego at the university, and she is doing some teaching at home and so forth, but boy, it's just been uh, debilitating. And so I told them what we had done, and I, at this point, we're a little over $2,000, which is a lot, and it's way more than any of the other churches that, that have helped than, you know, so they were humbled and they wanted me to tell you thank you so very much for your your prayers and your support uh, of them and um, you know they're they're looking forward to it so when does she get the dog well um, they got a long waiting list but the point is to get on the list and she is on the list so it could be as long as three years from now before she gets this dog which is kind of tough but um, we lift up the little angels ministry uh, that 501c3 up in our prayers that they can get more uh, people more dogs trained and, and so forth but this is a very specific uh, training and so forth so I just I wanted to feedback uh, to you. They um, send their love. They look forward to coming up here when things get normal, whatever that is. And, you know, that's a tough, tough time for them. But thank you uh, from the Gallaghers and thank you from your pastor for how generous you all have been. So I'll let you uh, take a look at the rest of this uh, on your leisure. Uh, am I missing, leaving anything out? Anyone want to uh, okay, so Tim, why don't you take us away? Oh, really, man. 
Please stand if you're able. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the peace from above and for our salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. 
worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord of grace and mercy, teach us by your Holy Spirit to follow the example of your Son in true humility, that we may withstand the temptations of the devil and with pure hearts and minds avoid ungodly pride. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Father, Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading this morning is taken from the book of Proverbs, chapter 25, verses 2 through 10. And this can be found on page 1021 in the Pew Bible. Basically, this is a lesson from King Solomon, the wisest king, on how to live well before God. Proverbs 25, beginning with the second verse. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. As the heavens are high and the earth is deep, so the hearts of kings are unsearchable. Remove the dross from the silver, and a silversmith can produce a vessel. Remove wicked officials from the king's presence, and his throne will be established through righteousness. Do not exalt yourself in the king's presence, and do not claim a place among his great men. It is better for him to say to you, come up here, than for him to humiliate you before his nobles. What you have seen with your eyes do not bring hastily to court, for what will you do in the end if your neighbor puts you to shame? If you take your neighbor to court, do not betray another's confidence, or the one who hears it may shame you and the charge against you will stand. Now we will read Psalm 131 responsively, which is printed in your bulletin. This is from King David, a psalm of humility before God. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me but I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord both now and forevermore. The epistle this morning is taken from the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, and this can be found on page 1878 in the Pew Bible. Well, the author is unknown, but likely a close friend of the Apostle Paul. Hebrews chapter 13, beginning with the first verse. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. 
Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority, because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you please stand if you're able? Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke from the 14th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is Luke 14, 1 through 14, and can be found on page 1621 in the Pew Bible. Luke records, One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. And there in front of him, was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him, and he sent him on his way. And then he asked them, if one of you has a child, or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? And they had nothing, nothing to say. And when he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. 
And if so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. And then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. And then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers, or your sisters, or your relatives, or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. And all they, although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's gospel begins with a meal at a Pharisee's house. And you may remember a similar situation when we talked about the woman who had anointed Jesus' feet with a very precious perfume, and then she wiped his feet with her hair. And we know that the Pharisees often invited a variety of people to a Sabbath dinner in order to stimulate interesting conversation and debate. They didn't have uh, TV talk shows back then or Netflix or any other time waster that we have, so this was entertainment. And the people oftentimes went to see who the rich people had invited to dinner. And then some people received more honor when members of the community came to listen to the debate. Now further, Luke informs us that this was not the house of just any Pharisee, that this was the house of a ruler, a ruler of the Pharisees. And then that means that there would be other Pharisees at his meal. And then, as if we don't get the point that these Pharisees were up to something, Luke also informs us that, well, hold on, I just lost my place. But what he does is he informs us that this was a Sabbath and that they, did you catch this, they were watching him. They were watching him carefully. And so by the time that we get this far into Luke's gospel account, we pretty much know that this is, this is a setup. It's a trap. These Pharisees are going to try to embarrass Jesus and harm his standing in the community. And the only question is, how will they try to get him this time. And it doesn't take long for the plot to unfold. Where it says in Luke 14, 2, it says, And behold, there was a man before them who had dropsy. That's what many of the translations are. Um, dropsy is a synonym for uh, edema. And there is a fluid buildup that is similar to the buildup that comes around on an instant insect sting or bite. But in this case, the buildup is much more widely spread. 
And very often the swelling is big enough that it can distort the features of the body. And this condition can be fatal, but most of the time it is just very, very uncomfortable. And in addition to that, a person who suffered from dropsy was considered unclean. Jesus touched him on the Sabbath. The Pharisees thought that they had Jesus in a trap. And that trap was if Jesus did not heal this person, then the people that are witnessing all this will see him as being uncaring. And on the other hand, according to Pharisee tradition, that healing the man would be working on the Sabbath. Working on the Sabbath, which is a clear violation of the law of Moses. And either way, they were, Jesus would lose his honor. Well, Jesus met the conflict head on. Jesus responded to them, to the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? And before the lawyers and the Pharisees could take, they could make their case against Jesus, he reversed the situation. And that is that if the lawyers and the Pharisees said to Jesus that he should not heal this person, then the people would see them as uncaring. And according to their own tradition, if they encouraged Jesus to heal the man, they would be encouraging Jesus to work on the Sabbath and to violate the law of Moses. Either way, they would lose honor. The lawyers and the Pharisees had not planned for this reversal, and so they said nothing. And then Jesus healed the man, and he pointed out the hypocrisy of the situation when he said to them, which of you, which of you having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on the Sabbath day will not immediately pull him out. And once again, we see that Jesus, well, he teaches from Holy Scripture, and God inspired Moses himself to preach this in Deuteronomy 22. He said, You shall not see your brother's donkey or his ox fallen down by the way and ignore them. You shall not do that. You shall help him to lift them up again. Uh Uh-oh. So Jesus once again demonstrated that the Pharisees based their case on their own traditions while Jesus made his case based on Holy Scripture, the Holy Word of God. And then Jesus used this as an opportunity to teach that true honor comes from humility. He told a parable to those who were invited. And when he noticed, that was because he noticed who chose the places of honor. And in that parable, Jesus unpacked the Old Testament reading that we heard from Proverbs. And that is, do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of great, or the place of the great, for it is better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of the noble. That's Proverbs 25, 6 through 7. Humility waits for the host to assign the place at the table. Arrogance chooses the place for himself. Now remember, back in those days, people reclined at the table as they ate. And since this is an upper-scale house, the people probably reclined on couches instead of mats. And therefore, your position at the table would affect just how hard you had to work to follow the discussion. The more honorable places would allow you to be seen by many and to follow the conversation easily. And it is apparent that people at the meal were not waiting for the host to seat them. Instead, they were seeking the places of higher honor for themselves. 
Now, the first impression of Jesus' parable is that it's just giving some common sense advice, you know, mismanners kind of deal. And if you take a place of honor, you take a risk. Because if a person of higher honor comes to the meal, you will experience shame as everyone watches you get moved to the lower place. However, Luke specifically told us that this was a parable. So there must be more to it than practicing good manners or the obvious. So the hint comes at the end, whereupon Jesus says, Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now in the parable, Jesus said that someone of higher rank might show up. It was a gamble. And when Jesus stated his conclusion, he used the word everyone. And that is that he was talking about the situation when taking a place of honor guaranteed the shame of moving to a lower place. He was talking about the great reversal as it affects us and it affects all people. And we heard about the great reversal last week when we heard Jesus say this, some are last who will be first and some are first who will be last. Luke 13, 30. And clear back in the beginning of the Gospel of Luke, Luke recorded Jesus' Jesus' mother Mary as she praised the great reversal in the middle of what is known as the Magnificat. And that is when she said, He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones. He has exalted those of humble estate, and he has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. That's Luke chapter 1, 51, verses 51 through 53. And Jesus said, Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. With these words, Jesus teaches that those who believe that they can contribute to their own salvation will hear the words, give your place to this person. Such such people miss out on the kingdom of God. But meanwhile, those who confess that they deserve the eternal punishment for their sin and trust in God's mercy will hear the words, friend, Come up here. Move up higher. These people will enjoy a place of honor in God's presence forever. Now, we already do all of that when we have communion. We take the lowest place. We all just took the lowest place at the beginning of the service when we say, Most merciful God. We confess that we are, by nature, sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, in word, and in deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we've not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. And Father, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us. Renew us. And lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Do you remember saying that? Well, when we say these words, We are taking the lowest place. And when we take the lowest place this way, we hear the absolution that comes from your pastor when he says, Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. 
And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we all say amen. This is nothing more than a pastor, your pastor, exercising the authority that Jesus gave when he said in John 20, 23, if you forgive the sin of any, they are forgiven them. But if you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. So in the context of today's gospel, these words that the pastor says are Jesus saying, friend, come up here to a higher place. Now Jesus Christ has the authority to move us up. Why? Well, because he himself took the lower place. He took the lowest of all places. His perfect life, without sin, earned him the highest place of all. But he did not take it. Instead, he took the lowest place. He took his place under the punishment and under the wrath of God. And even though Jesus was perfect in every way, he took the lowest place on the cross. And by taking on this lowest of all places, Jesus earned the right for us to live forever in the very presence of God. And we know that this is true because God the Father has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead, Acts 17, verse 31. So when Jesus rose from the dead, it was just as if God the Father spoke to Jesus and said, friend, move up here. Move up higher. Jesus became the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep in 1 Corinthians 15.20. His resurrection assures us, every one of us, that on the last day, Jesus will raise all the dead, that those who arrogantly took the higher places for themselves will hear this, surrender your place. Go. Instead, to the lowest place. And those who recognize their sin and call out to God for forgiveness will hear on that last day, friend, move up higher. Take your place at my side. And Jesus made one more point in today's gospel. He instructed the Pharisee to invite people who could never pay them back. who would never be able to repay the favor. And with these words, Jesus assures us that the kingdom of God is for all people, even those who are repulsive to society. And at the time of today's gospel, Jesus spoke of the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, he could have even pointed to the man that he, had, that he had healed from dropsy. But in our day, he could point to that young person who makes people a little nervous because of the loud music or the tattoos or the piercings, the strange fashions, the odd hairstyles, or any number of other things that make us uncomfortable. Jesus made himself the lowest, in order to save them as well. And they too confess, can confess their sins and trust in the mercy that Jesus earned for all people on the cross. They too can hear Jesus say, friend, move up higher. Now, the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write 
though Christ Jesus was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even a death on a cross. And therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, Philippians 2, 6 through 11. In conclusion, Jesus Christ, who humbled himself to the lowest depth of the cross, is now exalted to the greatest height. He is now preparing the place of honor that he has earned for each of us at his wedding feast. And when the time is right, he will come and he will say to each of us, friend, move up higher. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Will you all please stand if you're able? Let us all now together confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church and Jesus Christ for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, through your humiliation of your Son, you have called us to a place at your heavenly table. Teach us to treasure this place of honor and so to spurn the foolish honors of this world. Lord, in your mercy, Lord God, our shepherd, sustain the pastors of your church in their sacred charge. Establish them in your stead and make their life of faith worthy of all honor and imitation and inspire their hearers to honor you by honoring them. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, our God, at the creation of Adam and Eve, you institute instituted a blessed marriage as the lifelong union of a man and a woman, and you commanded that it be held in honor by all as a sacred sign of Christ and his bride, the church. Grant your blessing, therefore, to all husbands and wives and to all who have pledged themselves to be united in holy matrimony according to your word that their lives together in your name be sanctified by your Holy Spirit in all wisdom, purity, self-sacrifice, and love. Lord, in your mercy, God of justice, you exalt the humble and you humble the proud in your own appointed time. We commend to you the elected officials of our land. Grant them the desire to govern as though serving and give them wisdom and courage to know what is right and to follow it. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, grant peace and healing according to your will to the sick and suffering, those troubled in mind, those suffering depression, and those in chronic illness and pain. We lift those up in our hearts or out loud right now. Lord, in your mercy, grant your Holy Spirit, O Lord, to all those who share the wedding feast of Christ, your Son, that as they receive his body and blood from your altar, they would eat and drink in true repentance and firm faith to their abundant blessing. Lord, in your mercy, merciful God, you call on us to practice brotherly love to show hospitality to strangers, and to remember all those in need. We come to you confident that you will not leave us nor forsake us, but will grant us all that we need for this body and life. Bestow on us the full riches of your grace for all the situations and circumstances in which your people dwell. Lord, in your mercy, Remembering that here we have no abiding city, but that heaven is our home. Give us your aid that we may be 
that we may, by true faith and godly life, prepare for the coming of your Savior, multiplying your mercy by loving our neighbor in need and loving you with all our body, soul, strength, and will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now, may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you please pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. You may be seated. The feast that you are invited and all who believe are invited to is a foretaste of the higher place, friend. Come and move to the higher place. Your sins are forgiven. We don't have an usher today, so we've done it enough times that we know how to get it done. So uh, will my assistants come up and we'll take care of this.
Jesus is good even when we're not. His work on the cross works. His body and his blood does its purpose even when your pastor doesn't do it the right way. Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching or silent flocks by night, behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy light. Oh, go and tell it on the mountain. Shepherds feared and trembled when there above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. We gotta go, go and tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go and tell it on the mountain. Yeah.